Okay, so some news just recently dropped that I think has pretty huge implications for the future of live streaming, and we need to talk about it. There are so many things here that are going to become relevant in the next like three to six months that I think people aren't considering. So I'm going to do an overview of like what happened here, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the ad system and kind of like what we think about this and like why I think it's like such an important thing to go over. So, so Twitch suspended Amaranth's ad revenue manually, right? They, they, what, what they basically did was they went to Amaranth and they said that you're, you're doing sexually suggestive content on Twitch and we are going to disable your ads. So that, that's really different from like what I see a lot of uh, people just want to clear that up immediately. What I see a lot of people saying, we're busting out the notepad right away. That's how you know this is a serious topic. Okay, so like people are saying Twitch is still running ads on the channel, but isn't paying her. This is, this is a rumor, right? What's actually happening is Twitch has full-blown disabled ads on Amaranth's channel. That means pre-rolls, uh, mid-rolls, or anything. So she just doesn't have ads on her channel. So uh, there was some rumors going around that there were ads on Amaranth's channel, but they were just not monetized. I reached out to Kate to confirm this and, and have been involved with this since it happened. So I, I can tell you 100% uh, that the, the ads are fully disabled and, and there's no monetization for them. And, and furthermore, Twitch hasn't given her a timeline as to like when these might be back. So just, just like clarifying the situation, Twitch has pulled ads from Amaranth's channel. This is a manual poll. So this means that somebody went in and made a decision to do this. It's not automatic. There's no system of like, like YouTube where it makes it automatic. Uh, this is a manual decision to pull ads from the channel, uh, potentially indefinitely. And, and they haven't given a timeline or like a way to kind of get those back. Um, it is for sexually suggestive content. And that's that's the end of it. This is, this is where we're at with that. So I um, I posted a couple of things about this. Particularly in response to her, it says, I said it was a predictable but concerning move. Uh, if you watched my video on like hot tub streams that I posted a couple of days ago, the, uh, I, I talk a little bit about the ad system and how like this is likely to happen. Uh, I, I said, I, I worry about people won't see the forest through the trees here. And Twitch's decision to unilaterally remove revenue from a content creator's channel without any preamble should be a warning to anyone trying to make a living off the platform. And then we'll get to this tweet a little bit more later when I'm kind of flaming on this one. But what I mean by this is like, so Twitch didn't communicate with Amaranth before this happened. And there wasn't, there wasn't any conversation between Amaranth and any like staff member that this was going to happen. So I, I want real quick to like set up some, I, I know the arguments that are going to come as a result of this. And, and the first one is going to be a sort of ethical discussion about whether Twitch should have or should not pull ads from the type of content that Amaranth does. I don't care about this discussion. I, I, I have absolutely no investment in it. Um, whether, whether Twitch should, uh, what, what Twitch considers to be brand safe or isn't brand safe is like really subjective and always going to be a gray area. It's super hard to put down a firm policy on like what sexually suggestive content is. And, and, and it ultimately comes down to like what kind of website that Twitch wants to be. So it's out of the scope of this discussion. But what is in scope of this discussion is like the implications for this as a platform and other content creators and, and, and like what's happening. So Twitch manually removing a source of revenue from a content creator without com conversing with them. We, we have this idea that like Twitch calls their streamers partners, right? And, uh, and, and a partner kind of implies a two-way street, I think. That is to say that like, oh, like this is a discussion. You're working with us. But then you, you look at like a move like this where, where Twitch just pulls advertising revenue from somebody 
and gives them no recourse, no communication before or after, and then says, yeah, that's it. That's not like how you treat a partner in business, right? Like uh, there's no discussion. It's not a two-way street. It's just a quite literally like a unilateral decision to do something. And then you're informing that person of that decision. So I, I, I think that for a site to stop revenue of a particular content creator without warning and indefinitely should be concerning to people who are making their careers on a platform like that. And I also have some of those reservations for YouTube, although their system is better at number one, appealing those things. And number two, giving a person multiple warnings for the, for the most part, YouTube system works quite well. Right. And, and there are a few outliers and exceptions that have to get handled through support or just get fall through the cracks. But on a website, that's literally 200 times bigger than Twitch. They do pretty well by comparison. You pretty, you pretty rarely hear about issues uh, here and there, especially with social media though, uh, blowing those up. Whereas on Twitch, like the, the manual removal of, of revenue from a content creator is a much bigger deal, uh, especially because like ads are no small part of like somebody's revenue, but, ah, oh, there's so much to go over here. So I, I want to like, I want to do a real big talk on like how ads work real quick. Okay. Because I, I just want to clear this up like once and for all. So on, on YouTube ads are served dynamically. What does that mean? It means that there is a keyword system called AdSense that assigns a price to every word. So financial, hot tub, um, dog, cat food, right? And advertisers can bid for that word and pay to show up on channels where those types of themes appear. So on YouTube, th there's a advanced and massive system that allows advertisers to target their ads. This is why like on YouTube, there are probably videos about hot tubs. There's probably girls in hot tubs, but there's also a financial person who's talking about cryptocurrency or the current state of the stock market. And there's, n there's no saturation. There's no, there's no, the chasm between those two people is night and day. There's, there's no uh, crossover of ads or any concern that what that one person is doing on their channel is a problem for what that financial streamer is doing or financial uh, YouTuber is doing. And that's because of the system of dynamic ads. So, so the system exists to sort of separate people. Um, number one, it exists predominantly for people who are advertisers to be able to target their ads better and get better conversions, right? But it also exists so that people can kind of separate themselves as YouTubers and, and, and there's not that association. So now let's talk about how it works on Twitch. So ads are sold manually by a sales team and ads appear across the entire website with, uh, as of the making of this video. So keep in mind, this will change if you're watching this later, but as of the time of this video with a very little algorithmic learning, basically you can expect a, a single ad to appear on every or any stream. There's very little customizability for advertisers uh, to be able to like target where their ads go with this sort of thing. So what that means is that like, let's say that you're a company like Red Bull or, or, or you're Microsoft, you know, pick a company and you're advertising on Twitch, your ad will always be vulnerable to the lowest common denominator of content that is on Twitch. So a lot of you might've heard of the YouTube adpocalypse. The YouTube adpocalypse happened like a few years ago. Actually, it's like a long time ago now. Oh, it's like probably like seven or eight years ago now. Looks like an incredible amount of time. What was happening there though, and the adpocalypse was that uh, Twitch didn't, or blah, YouTube didn't have as good targeting as they did now. So what happened was ads 
that were from very brand safe companies like Johnson and Johnson, like Burger King, right, uh, would appear on channels that had really, really questionable content. And advertisers, as a result, would see that and they would pull the ads from YouTube entirely. They would say, okay, because our ads appeared on those channels that had questionable political content or questionable uh, sexual content or whatever, we're just not going to advertise on YouTube. And, and, and creators lost a significant source of CPM and revenue because they, um, those ads got pulled. Uh, now, similarly on Twitch, uh, if you, it, it doesn't matter if your ad is getting served on 500 brand safe channels. If it's on one brand risky channel, that, that association causes that advertiser to pull or to potentially consider pulling those ads from Twitch. And, and that was what I was talking about in the hot tub video that I posted a few days ago. That's what, what, what was happening now or what's going to be happening or, or what, and what we've seen happening behind the scenes is that advertisers are becoming increasingly kind of skittish about advertising on Twitch because of the questionable content that I would say brand risky content that is starting to appear on the website and being allowed by, by Twitch. And this isn't just limited to sexually suggestive content. That's the one that gets demonized. But there are, in my opinion, a couple of things that are racing Twitch to the bottom that are way worse, like gambling streams, for example, which have enormous statewide and federal legal implications. And we can get into that a little bit later. But uh, it's a, it's a, there's some really scary stuff. And, and that's why the purpose of this post which was like people who are cheering about Twitch removing Amaranth's revenue. Because you might be one of those people who's like, oh, it's so great that Amaranth got her ads removed. She deserves it, right? Like, blah, it's a hot tub streamer. Like, yeah, those are bad for the what? Like, you, you will be the people that are literally raging at Twitch a few weeks later when your favorite streamer like XQC gets banned for, uh, gets, gets their advertising revenue or potential other implications um, because they are a legit brand risk way outside of sexually suggestive content. There, there, there's, there's so many levels of brand risk, right? That you should be worried that a site-wide enforcement of, of manual ad re revenue or manual removal of ad revenue uh, for brand risk doesn't stop at Amaranth. And it will, it will hit your favorite streamers in due time. Um, it, this is just the beginning of this, right? This is the first instance that I've personally ever heard of, of, of Twitch manually disabling ads on a channel. Uh, but I very much think it won't be the last. So now that you understand how ads work between Twitch and YouTube, you understand why, like, without a system of dynamic ads, um, everything on Twitch becomes very questionable water and kind of a minefield for advertisers to navigate. And there are really two options that Twitch has to, to fix this, right? So option number one is to manually disable ads, which is what they're doing. And this is a pretty logical step for them to do because they don't have the system. So you take the top like 300 to 500 creators and just do a manual review of their content. This doesn't take that long. Um, the top 300 to 500 creators represent like over 98% of the total content on the website, right? Like most of Twitch is top weighted and um, you only really need to, in the short term, make a brand judgment on those streamers manually and kind of flag it to be able to appeal to advertisers. Now this has problems, right? There's uh there, there there's there's issues around this, right? That obviously that we that I don't even think like we we can go into, but this might be the only solution uh in lieu of not being able to do number 2, which is develop an automatic system 
of brand evaluation and separate ads based on theme or or, or, or topic. There are so many reasons why this is more difficult to do in, in live streaming than VODs. Number one, it's live. <laughs> so, so, so you have to evaluate like what a person is saying and, and how they're approaching situations dynamically. And, and so like an automatic system to do this, giving, giving Twitch, like the fact that Twitch had like eight years to build something better, I, I think is a valid criticism, but also this is a very hard problem to solve. Right. Um, so, so an automatic system is hard. It's, it, it's a very difficult thing to do, but, it, but it's, it's, it's inevitable. Otherwise you, you end up in this very gray area that we're going into now, which is going to be that like Twitch is going to have to do number one. And we're seeing number like the, the first option is the Amaranth situation. That, that, that is what happened. So Twitch doing number one means that they're basically going to kind of like flag streamers into three categories, right? It's going to be, I think it's going to just copy YouTube system. It's going to be green, yellow, and red. So green is going to be uh, good for all advertisers. Yellow is going to be uh, good for some advertisers, uh, but much lower CPMs. So streamers get paid less is the, conver is the thing there. And then red will be um, obviously disabled ads. Okay. And, and I want to say again that, that for people that are criticizing hot tub streamers or, or, or people that are getting their ads removed right now, the buck doesn't stop at hot tub streams. Because let's take a, a situation like uh, gambling, for example. Uh, which is a super spooky thing, okay? So right now, we have broadcasters who are VPNing through websites that are blocked in the United States to be able to gamble in areas where their state is illegal, where it's illegal for them to do so, right? So, so there are enormous implications, not only for those broadcasters individually, but also um, for Twitch, right? Because some of these broadcasters are getting 60 to 100,000 viewers in their categories doing this, okay? And Twitch always takes this this the, the stance that they are not responsible for what their creators do on their website and and, and that the punishment for that will fall onto the individual creator and, and and we've seen this um during things like dmca where twitch basically stepped back completely from dmca defended none of its creators and completely threw them to the wolves without building any kind of system to solve it like and, and to this day that problem is still massive and like we've done video after video on that and, and talked about how uh, some of their like quote solutions like the um whatever the the streamer music portal is is like just pales and, and just isn't anything it isn't even really like protective against dmca necessarily so um twitch has shown like in the past again and again and again that they're going to step back from and try to put the onus on individual creators the problem with that is that when you start getting into things like gambling and you get into things that are that are illegal at a state level the california or which is where twitch is based like state gambling commission won't care about that they'll see that there are gamb there's gambling going on on the website and then they'll say hey are you a gambling website and twitch will go no well okay why do you have gambling on your website uh well that's just stuff that our individual streamers put on it um and then the state goes well okay well that might be your responsibility and then there's a lawsuit that entails that potential fines potential shutdowns things like that so i i would view people that think that like the sexual content thing is just that's just the beginning right there's an existential threat in the form of some of the illegal activity that goes on in the state and federal level on on twitch and 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 twitch will eventually have to address that again without an automatic system of evaluation or or, or, or bans to to solve this um this is going to be a massive problem going forward but right now we're just talking about uh disabling ads okay so the the other the, there's a lot of problems in solving this and 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 you also can't there's, there's a common idea that comes up that I brought up in the hot tub streams, which is that people think that you can sort of separate this. Well, let's separate it. Just put it in a 
18 plus section. Okay. And, and, and I use the analogy that this obviously doesn't work for advertisers because if the content exists on the website and is accessible, right, just, just cross-sectionally, you can just walk over like a couple links away. That's not good enough for advertisers to place their ads, right? And, and, and the analogy I would use is like if you're on Pornhub and Pornhub decides to do a safe for work section where people can safely stream, right? You're like, like oh, go over here and you can um, safely stream here, right? Uh, there's no universe where advertisers would go there and go, oh, okay, well, we could just put our ads there now. That problem is solved. Um, yeah, that doesn't matter that that's Pornhub. That's great, right? That's not going to happen in, in exactly the same way, right? Twitch can't put up an 18 plus section and then just expect advertisers to ignore that not safe for work section and advertise there because it's the same website. It's the same branding. It's the same association. Brands don't think that way, right? So, so there, th that's not a solution. As far as like the content itself goes, right? Just, just so I can absolve myself of this sin. I, I don't particularly care that, that, that like, I, I don't want questionable brand content on Twitch because I think that it races everyone to the bottom in terms of revenue and in terms of um, streamer success long-term, bo both theirs and then other people's. I don't care that it's there or that individual creators are, are, are monopolizing. And I really don't like the hate train that goes out for people like Amaranth or people that are doing gambling streams because um, they don't deserve it. It's misplaced because those people will always just do content that is the most successful for them. And people criticize them like it's some kind of ethical thing, but it's not. It's just, it's just they're hustling. They're, they're doing something that they can do that is getting them a lot of followers, that is getting them a lot of viewers. And there, there are some um, concerns I have in gambling streams in particular where I wonder what the impact of that is on younger audiences that might be encouraged to do that. To the credit of many of the broadcasters that I associate with that do that, um, they, they commonly say, uh, don't gamble. <laughs> this, this is a horrible thing. Uh, but I don't know if that completely absolves them of it because like there's, there's like these big wins that happen. Right. And then like, I, I feel like it might encourage impressionable people to gamble, uh, but I don't have those feelings for like sexually suggestive content. Like, I don't think that there's those kind of concerns. And, and, and I think that it's, um, th this is just another kind of dig at making it more difficult for women to, um, uh, to, to succeed in, in, in what in an already very difficult ecosystem for them. I, there's some valid concerns that have been brought up by broadcasters like Cutie Cinderella saying that like, if she is a broadcaster who doesn't choose to do like hot tub streams, and then there's 2000, 3000, 5,000 people in her chat asking her to do one and to post saucy pictures on Instagram, because that expectation has been created by other female broadcasters on the platform. I vibe with that. I think that solution again becomes the the um, the dynamic segregation of ads and 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 a platform level sort of like change. So like let's talk about that real quick. Like <sighs> Twitch is a really niche website, right? It, it and it's not big. Uh, if we go look at like any of those broadcasting maps, like um, so here you go, right? Like this is like one of these pictures that comes up often, and it's just sort of a picture of like uh, of like Twitch and like where people are in it. And uh, this is kind of like all these bubbles like represent an individual streamer and they kind of like uh, get sort of like lumped together. Um, and what you'll see is like this isn't really a big ecosystem. This is not a lot of creators. It's like three to four hundred to five hundred creators that, uh, total. It's not a lot, right? Compared to YouTube, it's like tens of thousands of creators. I've done some comparisons on previous channels of like how th if you take like the number of streams on Twitch that have over 5,000 
concurrent viewers or let's say like a hundred to 200,000 followers, that number is like maybe like one fiftieth or one seventieth of the number or one one hundredth of the number that is on YouTube. And so this is not a lot of creators and, and a lot of creators sort of just kind of sync up in this big kind of mess over here, which is like just chatting and like uh, OTV and, and, and Minecraft and, and, and the FPS guys and things like that. And then you get some kind of outside people like the, um, the, the Spanish streamers. So um, the, the point to illustrate here is that um, you t in order to fix this problem, you have to make you, you have to make Twitch feel like the the content that that someone like amaranth does is meaningfully different and separate from the content that somebody um uh on, on another end of the spectrum that's playing fortnite does and i and i don't think that's like a thing that twitch can do with the number of users that are on the website and how the website feels in the nature of live streaming i think that association is there so the only solution is for twitch to be more communicative about their guidelines and to actually enforce on behalf of the majority of broadcasters the things that make the most sense so so, so to put that another way because i think i'm i'm talking in riddles right now right <laughs> uh what i'm because i, I, I kind of have to because it's like a really delicate situation from in my personal opinion Twitch should always err on the side of the advertisers. And this is a hot take <laughs> because um, whenever somebody gives that take, it, you know, I immediately go, oh, it's, it's a corporate shill. Devin's at it again. Just a, like, well, 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 okay. So like Twitch is a not profitable platform under Amazon who is asking it to become a profitable platform. So if you like Twitch and you like content creators and you like supporting content creators, you like them making a full-time career then you ought support things that give the greatest benefit to the most amount of content creators. And that for, for, for 90% of content creators probably on the website, I'd say like one in 10 fall into like the brand risk category, which is a pretty high number, but like nine out of 10 people are playing games or uh, doing something that's that, that the vast majority of broadcasters would be fine with. You may have to police the smaller percentage so that the greater good thrives. Uh, it's kind of a classic utilitarian ethics problem because if you don't then the the previously mentioned problem which is that like you know twi what what gets shown on twitch affects all streams um rears its head and we just race to the bottom and the lowest common denominator um always defines success for all other content creators right so the the person that's doing the most sexual content on Twitch and getting away with it or the person that's doing the most gambling content or the most sketch content or the most violent content always wins the um the roulette and then the um the website the rest of content creators get their ads pulled um and suffer for it can't do that like that, that that's that's not a um a sustainable system so so Twitch the only way I see through this forest, through this like nightmare, is like like Twitch has to update its guidelines and take a very heavy stance, particularly on the top like three to four to five hundred broadcasters on what is advertiser friendly and what is not. And if they don't do that, um, then every broadcaster will continue to suffer, and and we're just going to see this become worse as advertisers like pull out of Twitch and their and and money gets lost in the process. And then the expectation from Amazon is that they have to recover that revenue. So there, just nothing can exist without a, a, a dynamic system of ads. And the people that are criticizing streamers who are losing ads here are about to be their own worst enemies when um, this stuff happens to their favorite creator. And, and, and then you, you go back and cry about it. So remember this video when that happens.
Um, and, and this, like, there are so many just chatting streamers that fall into violent, vulgar, questionable uh, content that could be flagged exactly as Amaranth was flagged. And, and the thing you should pay attention to is not whether Amaranth being in a hot tub or not um, is good or bad, which you can discuss until the cows come home, but that Twitch is willing to do this without having a conversation with their partners and and, and not or or anyone really um and, and and give no system of recourse for that right uh, that's to me like the real concerning thing ab ab about this and and i i just don't i i just i i don't see a lot of communication coming out of twitch i don't see any communication coming out of twitch to this end a lot of people might have noticed that i i haven't been broadcasting live as much and I, I, I think overall it's just that it's because I'm exacer exacerbated exasperated? Exasperated by issues like this. Issues that, that, that I just think like Twitch as a platform is increasingly becoming a website that I don't really want to associate with. It feels more along the lines of like World Star Hip Hop and like um, Live Week where like it's just uh, a lot of the content is just um, – very questionable on a, on a lot of levels and and it's not growing people and it's not building people into better versions of themselves it's encouraging people to uh to degen and it's encouraging people to i i i think to like focus on drama and um i don't like that i i, I and this is coming from a person who's like been a pretty consistent broadcaster over the course of like eight or nine years that like i have a problem clicking the start streaming button nowadays because I'm, uh, I, I'm just increasingly getting harder to justify running like an educational or informative broadcast on the website. Because um, why? My, my, I'm, I'm, I'm being associated with um, all of these things that aren't doing that, and, and um, that's worrying, right? Because um, it, it's not to say that everybody like I'm not trying to put my content on a put, on a pedestal and say that my content's like better. It's not. It's not right. Like, 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 I don't get to decide what good content is. You decide what that is by like watching videos like this or watching whatever you want, right? That you get to decide what good content is. What I am saying though is like you need a balance, right? Like, th 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 there needs to be the um, the, 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 that that kind of degen content of the world, right? But there also needs to be like uh, educational stuff and like things that like make you happy and like uh, like are positive. And like when I see like the website, a large percentage of the website just sort of descend into drama and um. The, the the biggest thing is like a is like a cheating scandal and or or it's a or it's a there's a hundred and fifty thousand people watching a gambling stream slots or something like that like I'm just like okay like like the the balance of uh, of power here like like in comparison there are people that are doing some good on the site like um like healthy gamer and and and, and the, but those are just like few and far between in comparison to the type of content there so I, I'm just I'm worried that um uh, this like seems to happen to like every website that, that that's kind of like every website like has these problems before it starts to like really spiral downhill like the the enforcement gets more lax the 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 content gets objectively more questionable and people that seek like educational informative or or or, or just in, just positive content i'd say just positive right uh start to try to find like ever other avenues to to, to go get that like other websites open up and, and people that want that like community and cultural feel go there uh twitch used to be about like its community and culture and and some places are still like that i find myself like hanging out in like low viewer like path of exile streams now like just like hanging out with people that are playing video games like og people and that's still there where where, where you want to find it on twitch thank god 
but it's not being brought to the fore. What what's being brought to the fore on the discovery system is all of the other content that's controversial and questionable in sort of like Twitch's desperate attempt to kind of like drive viewers, which it has successfully, right? Twitch has grown 90% um, year over year. And uh, that was something that I didn't expect to happen. I, I think COVID was a, a really big, like Twitch's growth was like very stagnant before 2020 and 2020 changed that completely. And, and the growth in terms of raw viewership is, is, is really, really promising. It's still not enough to keep up with the number of streamers that are jumping on the platform. And the ratio is still making it very difficult to have a career on Twitch. But um, it's, it's encouraging that it's growing in viewership. It's just that the type of viewership that is coming in is trending younger, um, trending toward demographics that are doing more questionable content. And I think that reflects for the website as a whole, uh, as a platform long term. And uh, I don't have enough faith in Twitch to like reverse this trend <laughs> and and to um, to do something different. But like, I, I hope that we see like a blog post or some kind of communication happen in the next like month or two. I, I, I do think that um, Twitch will con I, I, like I said, I do think that Twitch will continue to enforce things like this. They'll continue to manually ban advertising revenue and, and, and possibly um, I think the next thing to get hit, so if you want the everyone uh, it comes here for the Devin Nash predictions. Uh, if you want if you want the next Devin Nash prediction, I don't I think the next thing that will get hit is discoverability. Uh, and I, I see this inside of like three to six months is that discoverability will get hit for these broadcasters. So it won't just be like it will, it will start with like Amaranth. Uh, type broadcasts, right? The, the very like um, visually explicit broadcasts, uh, where discoverability just gets they just get pulled off. Like just you, you go to just chatting, you'll sort by recommended, which is the automatic sort. It's not high to low anymore. It's not like highest viewers to lowest viewers. It's auto, it's it's automatic recommended, right? And now all of a sudden, just Amaranth won't be recommended. Right now, that algorithm is really simple. The the uh, the way it works is um, velocity of viewership on the start of the stream versus um total watched hours and engagement and the number of time that like people spend in that stream so if you start a stream and suddenly you get two thousand viewers three thousand viewers four thousand viewers like twitch will serve that up to the top because they'll be like hey this stream is interesting you should go check this out and that's an automatic system that does that discoverability but what will happen is they'll be like oh this is this is a, a brand risk uh we don't want advertisers going on to just chatting and immediately seeing this cut that out right um but then the next target for that after sexually suggestive content will be gambling streams. The next target after that will be streams with kind of like questionable um, like like podcasts, right? Like or things that have like really questionable issues. There's, there's kind of no telling where the end of that is. It's, it's a very slippery slope, right? Where we could potentially get to a place where like multiple, multiple top streams, even people that like curse heavily or flame or are toxic on a regular basis are not not discoverable. And uh, don't appear and recommended, and also have their ads disabled, and that's what I kind of worry about. Without any kind of like further communication from Twitch on this issue, that, that that's really concerning. I think that discoverability gets impacted in the next three to six months, and starts with sexually suggestive streams. It'll be a lot harder for people to report on, though, because it won't be like it, it won't be obvious. Like it, it will, um, they might appear sometimes. Like for example, Twitch can do something and probably will do something. Like okay. We're gonna reduce the amount that Amaranth shows up like thirty percent on on the streams, right? And so, like, what'll happen is like you'll go on to just chatting, and you just like won't see that stream pop up as much, and and, and the vast majority of users won't notice. But I, I like that could be that, or it could be like a more sweeping thing. Anyway, this is just like a lot of thoughts about how this system works right now, and we're I, I just like if there's anything I want to like close on, it's that like we're at a really critical inflection point in the live streaming industry where 
the lack of communication and the willingness for Twitch to just like go forward and put individual broadcasters on blast, like maybe equals a system that's like really bad for content creators overall. But if they choose to like change that system and communicate and somehow they they start developing better systems to be able to handle this problem then I, I I think the platform can turn around. And I think that's a combination, that's a discussion at like an enforcement level of like what streams are okay or what not to be as like granular and transparent as hard as that is as possible, as well as like developing automatic systems that, that and finding ways like UI wise or spiritually to separate uh, different content creators on the website. So the, the, maybe expanding on the category system long-term. But yeah, right now I've, I've changed my mind. Uh, I, I, I used to be, very very negative at the beginning of 2020 i've been very negative on twitch overall and uh to the point where i i, I wouldn't recommend well i still don't recommend that new content creators start their accounts there i i think you have a better chance on youtube and facebook um uh, to build your following uh, i've talked about that in previous videos maybe i'll do like a summary video of that at some point um i still think that twitch is like a really hard place to grow um and if you are going to start there that you should do everything you possibly can to um, build your, your your social media presence and your brand presence in other places and, and stream as little as possible until you have those those funnels. But uh, I, I I do want to say that like Twitch's um, increased viewership over the past like six to twelve months has been encouraging and like um, it, it remains yet to be seen if like twenty twenty one that that trend continues because they 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 surpassed like they surpassed YouTube gaming in growth a lot in twenty twenty. And um, that that's that's YouTube gaming kind of being a little bit lazier about doing their UI updates and, and, and putting discoverability towards that, which they don't need to do because YouTube video on demand is so massive. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'd love to I'd love to hear your comments on this. Um, I, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of um, Amaranth d blah, 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 um, should have done this or like, of course, they should do this. But um, to focus on some of the issues of like how this is affecting the industry would be more interesting to me uh, or you guys can just um rage post about uh, uh hot tub streamers too that's fine whatever um I'll, I'll i'll probably read them either way anyway uh that's it that's my talk really interesting this is like uh th like these are kind of like problems that nobody is solving and man i i wouldn't want to be running twitch right now <laughs> this is there's so many difficult problems to solve okay that's it if you like these kind of videos and things like that and you want to see more of them um go, go join my discord actually like because i'm not live streaming as much discord.gg slash devon is sort of the place that we hang out and you can post in general chat or um subscribe to the stream you get the subscriber chat and then um you can just like post there and i'm i'm there almost like 24 7 going over stuff so come there uh come hang out in the discord tell me what you think and yeah i'll see you next time thank you guys very much for listening to this video